Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Haver, singer, songwriter, author, and entrepreneur. Welcome to Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. This space is created to have meaningful, exciting, and unfiltered conversations. We will explore how we can meet life's moments, go through them, and extract the gems. But it's not just about life lessons and healing over here. We're going to have fun and talk about some taboo and controversial things as well, yeah? (laughs) So come join me on this new talk show journey and let's see each other. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. I'm sounding a little nasal today allergies are kicking my ass. I decided to cut my grass this weekend and all my neighbors had the same idea. So I'm having a full on attack. But nonetheless, I'm here pushing through. I'm showing up to drop another episode, another weekly episode. Hi everyone. How are you? 14 days, I believe it is till Christmas. I hope everyone is in the Christmas spirit or feeling the Christmas spirit. It's one of my favorite times of the year. And I know it is that for many people. I really hope that you're getting to celebrate the way you want to. And if you're not, I'm going to encourage you to just stay positive and give thanks that you're alive. At least you'll get to spend some time with your loved ones. So season's greetings, everybody. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed the song that I dropped last week um, in space of last week's episode is called Worthy by India Ari. It really encapsulates a lot of what I've been sharing on the podcast so far. And so go to my YouTube channel and check that out. Right. And while you're there, please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell because I'll be doing that from time to time with the podcast whether it be a song of my own or a cover song, I'll definitely be sharing with you once it embodies the topic and it supports it. I will be, you know, singing for you. So this week's comment in the spotlight comes from Karima. And this comment was left on YouTube. And it goes, listened with interest, recommended by a mutual friend, shared with my eldest, hope she listens. Stories do nourish us. Learning a bit of yours is a reminder that our journey in this space, this realm, it's such a blessing when we do, as you say, grant ourselves some grace. I think one of the parts that resonated with me most was coming to grips with the reality that sometimes, even when we know better or think we do, we can still do stupidness. Perhaps this speaks to aspects of ourselves that we just not ready to deal with just yet. On my own journey, I am at a point where I am beginning to delight again in a sense of self-possession, a sense of peace that me no one, no one or nothing to disturb. Bless up, my dear. Thank you, Karima. And I do believe Karima also bought the book. Thank you ever so much. You know, in the episode titled Hiatus and Healing, I mentioned that If I'm able to impact just a few, then that would be all worth it. I'm not just here to talk and ramble on every week. I really want people to find relatable content and um, start conversations that need to to be had and adding to conversations that are being had so that we can all grow together 
right? So again, thank you, Karima. So this week is my first guest featured episode. Yay! And I can't wait to introduce you guys to my guest. He's one of my dear friends with a very brilliant mind and I can't wait for you guys to just to hear the conversation. We are going to be talking about, as the title suggests, gender wars. Gender wars. Yes, it's a statement and a question because there's a lot going on in this in the atmosphere regarding men and women and diff on the different topics like gender roles and the submissive woman, you know, the alpha female and even men and where their advocacy lies. So we're going to go into some of that in this episode. Hi, Kurik. Or is it Kurik? What are we going with? Kurik, man. Kurik. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. All right. Tell the people I'm Kurik, Kurik. It's Kurik. Not Kurik or Kurik, that's <laughs> Kurik. Okay. As in pilot, co-pilot. No, wait. Is your government name, it pronounced... Same way. Kurik? It, it, no, it's Kurik. Kurik? Yeah. So why have you never corrected me? Because it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, we have been friends from about 2018. And he's very elusive. Only kind of buck up when we have music things to do. Um, but we, ever so often, we have a meeting of the minds over some really, really great discourse. So, who is Korik? I am a musician first. I am also somewhat of a singer, songwriter. I am a recording and mix engineer. I am a producer. And I like to think I do it all as far as music and music production is concerned. This is me, in a nutshell. How does it feel, by the way, to be my first guest on the podcast? Wow. You're making history. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're making history too. It's a pretty new podcast, so everything is new. Yeah. Mm. So It feels new. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right, well, thank you again. Yeah, man, thank you. All right, so... And I'm more reclusive than elusive, so get your listeners to understand this. <laughs> All right, I stand yeah. corrected. All right, so gender roles. Now, I looked up this definition according to sociologydictionary.org. Gender role, the expected role determined by an individual's sex and the associated attitudes, behaviors, norms, and values. For example, the idea that men are breadwinners, money makers outside the home, and women are homemakers that bake the bread and take care of the children. The idea that men are masculine people are aggressive, as masculine people are aggressive, competitive, and violent, and women as feminine people are gentle, passive, and nurturing. Um, my first question to you is, do you see these traditionally defined gender roles as problematic or necessary? <laughs> and what informs these definitions? <clears throat> wow. I think in a perfect world, it just is what it is. I mean, a bee is not trying to be a bird. You know, everybody's just kind of operating in their own uh, gifts and talents and, and their own reality. Um, so no, I don't think gender roles are problematic. I think if there is a problem, we make it a problem. I feel you. However... <laughs> um, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> gender roles, okay. Mm. I think... As perpetuated, especially in like the 
Jamaican and Caribbean perspective and context, I think it can be problematic, especially when we go to the idea that men and emotions are just not supposed to go together. Because then we find a lot of men who are not emotionally in tune to themselves because socially and culturally they're socialized to be more aggressive and mm -hmm. but what are you saying that that gender roles in and of themselves cause men to be that way oh no 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 but i'm saying that the way how they are perpetuated um and i mentioned in context of mm -hmm. The Caribbean man and the Jamaican man can become, and we're seeing this every day in society. Like I can talk to ten women, and at least seven out of them are dealing with some sort of emotional barrier when it come on to either their their partner or their dad or whomever other male in their life that they're trying to connect with. It's more prevalent now, and I think that based on how the gender role is defined for men and how they're supposed to interact with their own emotions, mm -hmm. it, it has become a bit problematic. Well, okay. From that perspective, of course, I agree with you. Um, we are, whether directly or indirectly, taught that men are not supposed to feel because we're supposed to be tough. Mm -hmm. you know, and only half of that is true. You know, as a man, I am supposed to be strong. I am supposed to be capable and, you know, powerful the other side of that is that we don't feel that side of it is not true because we have feelings we do cry we we do hurt you know and i mean i know you do but <laughs> it would seem as if you don't of course because we're not supposed to present and then y'all complain we all okay <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry no, I, okay. I know you don't like to be bunched no, it's up fine, it's fine. no i find that a lot of men complain that we don't acknowledge their feelings but they don't acknowledge their feelings yeah i mean i, I don't know what accounts for that but really and truly we we work you know we are kind of what's the word now inadvertently taught to not deal with our feelings like you know, you see a little boy crying, you kind of want to them, stop it. Right. <laughs> you know, but you see a girl crying, you're like, oh, what's wrong? And that's why I say the gender roles as they're defined mm -hmm. traditionally and culturally sometimes can become problematic. Right. But, but what are you getting at though? Like, no, 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 no. I'm just, it's just a statement <laughs> okay. of opinion. All right. Cool. Right. Um, but I also feel like they're necessary. Gender, and a lot of gender people, roles are necessary. Yeah. So okay. I, I believe the two things can be true, right? Um, they can be problematic, but they're also necessary. And a lot of people will disagree with me, especially in, in today's society where a lot of that is changing. Yeah, yeah. It would seem to me, though, that, that there there is a move to make all us humans just people rather than men and women. <laughs> right. So everybody's just people and we're, we're equal. And, and that's kind of where... I might create a lot of Yeah, we're going to get into podcast. that. <laughs> we're going to get into that. We're working our way. <laughs> but in necessary in the sense that, I mean, we can't change the fact that biologically we are who we are. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So gender roles, feel me on this, right? Well, we get into the home, right? And we're talking about her heterosexual relationships. Mm -hmm. now. We get into the home. We get into what a woman is supposed to do and what a man oh boy 
I can I can just see the, the problems already. You know, you're creating you're creating serious problems now. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I don't feel like it's just a woman's job to to nurture and clean mm. and do all this. I think everybody can do whatever, but. Where it becomes necessary is whatever you have decided to do in your home and how you have decided to define the parameters of your relationship, right? As in, I'm the man, I go out, I'm the breadwinner. I go out and I work and I make the bread. Mm -hmm. And so your home, you deal with the kids, you make sure there's food cooked, laundry, all of that. Um, and in some households, that might be reversed. Of course. But it all comes down to personal definition that is where it is necessary i think yeah <laughs> all right so so i will agree with you that whatever happens in each individual home will vary from home to home mm -hmm. but we're not talking about gender roles in each individual home we're talking about it on a general we're talking about a general thing so whatever look whatever your perception or whatever conclusion you come down on mm -hmm. in terms of general gender roles it still might differ from home to home. But in a general sense, it is what it is. It is what it is. For example, if you need if you need somebody to I don't know, build a cupboard or put up a shelf or something, mm -hmm. naturally you're going to ask the man in the house to deal with that. Mm -hmm. If somebody needs a sandwich, naturally we think of asking the woman to deal with that. Does this mean a woman cannot put up a shelf? No. No. Does it mean a man can't make a sandwich? No. Not at all. But I think we're naturally better at some things. We as, okay, let's say women are naturally better at some things than men. Mm -hmm. Men are naturally better at some things than women. Just because we're men and we're women. And I think those differences, if we learn how to make them work together, mm -hmm. will make for a better home than if we had just a man alone or just a woman alone. We need each other, is, is my viewpoint. I just don't believe that we are the same. Mm -hmm. I don't need another me in my house. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Why that sounds so bitter? <laughs> no, it's not bitter at all. It's just that I think there's, I think we've belabored that. <laughs> all right. Um, how much of how you were grown up, um, informs who you are today and how much did you have to unlearn how much did i have to unlearn well you know what i think i was very fortunate in that um growing up uh the lessons i learned kind of stayed with me i, I don't know that i had to unlearn much um mommy was mostly the breadwinner at the time mm -hmm. Um, but daddy was always the man at home, you know, gotcha, gotcha. I never saw him being emasculated or or made to feel like less than a man because he wasn't bringing in the bread, mm -hmm. you know, um, and at the time when, because, you know, time has a way of changing everything, there was a time when daddy was making all the money and mommy was struggling. Of course, by then they had separated. My mom just told me a story recently where she needed, she needed some money for something, some, some major thing. And she reluctantly called my father. Of course, they were separated mm -hmm. at the time. And she was telling me how surprised she was at how easy the entire transaction was. He asked her no questions. He was like, how much you need? She told him. 
I'm sorry, I'm come pick up the check. And that was that. And I, this was recently. She was telling me about it recently. And she was telling me how, how surprised she was at how easy it went down. And I, I felt like, wow, after all this time, you're still talking highly about daddy. Yeah. You know? So I don't know that I had to unlearn much. I think I was very fortunate in that, in that regard. Okay. Um, I say all the time that I get my strength when people say, oh, you're so strong. Mm. Um, that's mostly what I saw my mom be. No, in, 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 in regards to gender roles, my mom was the primary everything in my life. Mm -hmm. um, the primary parent, the primary breadwinner, the primary disciplinarian, the primary everything. Um, and it's not that my father was not involved, but to a lesser extent. Um, and so I think that informed a lot of who I became in terms of how independent and strong-footed that I am. And it's not that I haven't come to depend on a man or being a partner to me. It, and admittedly, it's been very hard for me sometimes to, to be a partner because I'm so used to being the all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've had to unlearn a lot of that um, bigness in terms of who I had to be in order to have a relationship with another person um, because as it relates to gender roles, I saw my mom being the man and the woman in the home. Um, Watch out, I'm going to mash up your darling. I'm going to mash it up. Um, as an adult, do you want to be the all? No. So it's not that you really had to unlearn anything. I suppose. You wanted a situation where you weren't the all. You you wanted to be able to depend on somebody. Yeah, but that had to be a process because I, all right, in my 20s. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not that old, Talk guys. Of the <laughs> in my 20s. In I 1984, think I had a... <laughs> when you were 20. <laughs> old lady. In my era of independent, strong black woman, I... <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> you're making me sick. <laughs> anyway. I had my strong, independent black woman era mm. where. Let me guess. <laughs> you were single at the time, weren't you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. But go on. I won't but interrupt yeah, anymore. Because after having a very haphazard adolescent into adulthood and seeing some things and you know, going through some things, I decided I don't need a man. I can be all to myself and to my children and, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I had my era where I was assuming the role of both man and woman to myself and to my whole dynamic. Sorry, if I might add to that, you know, I find it admirable for any woman who, when you need to be all, you are all. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. For me, the problem is when you don't need to be all, just be a woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I dig that. Because after a while, it is very strenuous. It becomes a whole lot. And 
the soft, what they're calling soft life these days is desired because you want to be, because I wanted to eventually, I wanted to be a woman, just a woman. I didn't want to... Be um, careful how you say that, you know, like just a woman, like you're trying to downplay it. I know that's not what you're doing still. No, I mean, you want to be all a lot woman. of women, a lot of women these days have a lot of masculine energy because they have to assume a lot of leadership in their own lives and in, you know, their affairs. And so whether that be running the home, bringing in the income, you know, a lot of women have to be very masculine about their lives. And I think that that every woman after a while just desires to just be a woman, to fall into her feminine. And I... And revel in it, actually. And revel in yeah. it, you know. And after a while, that became me. I didn't want to be my all. I wanted partnership. I wanted a man. <laughs> you know? Of course. I mean, you're a woman. You're supposed to want a man. <laughs> Unless you don't. So, yeah. Yeah, you say I didn't. Havani Productions, your hub for backing vocals on stage and in studio. We also do voiceovers, music production management, and event planning. Find us on all social media platforms at Havani Productions. Wherever you are in the world, call or WhatsApp at 876-407-5022 and let's talk about what we can do for your next music and entertainment project. Yeah, you say I didn't really have to unlearn it, but it was a process. I had to learn how to not be so much, you know. And now I see my mom in her older years being having a softer life. And I'm so happy that I didn't have to wait until I'm that old to experience that myself. But let's talk about men and their emotions. I know we touched on that earlier, but... In context of how is how important is it, especially in your interactions, because you have two sons, mm -hmm. in your interaction with your sons, to show them that it's okay to to feel and be expressive about their feelings, and to what extent? Mm, well, you know, I'm not going to tell my children that you know, you know whine and cry and you know throw a tantrum every time you feel something right. however i do encourage conversation and i think that act alone over time will teach them to be able to express themselves um <laughs> I, I i'm also very big on trying to teach them how to solve problems mm -hmm. now i personally believe that if you if you're going to if something bothers you you kind of have to allow yourself the time to deal with that emotionally but you can't live there right at some point you have to just get up and do what's necessary to solve that problem mm -hmm. and so that's that's my whole approach to to them and you know expressing yourself and being emotional and earlier i i had asked you so so your approach is it something that you were taught or something that you had to pick up on the way I think I picked it all up on the way because nobody really sat me down and taught me how to be a parent or how to be emotional. Or, I mean, I'm guessing that perhaps uh, the way I'm approaching teaching my children how to express themselves, you know, when, when, when you have an emotional reaction to things is probably a direct result of how I grew up because I was always free to talk to my parents about pretty much anything. Whatever was bothering me, I could actually talk to them. I mean, people think I'm a feisty, <laughs> you know, but if this is on my mind... 
my mother, my father, they want to hear about it. Yeah. You know, and they allow me the freedom to talk. I mean, of course, you know, when you hit your teenage years and you start to feel your own muscle, <laughs> you kind of you want to test the boundaries. And sometimes daddy have to say, yo, hey, <laughs> <laughs> not like that, bro. Use your words, mm -hmm. you know. All right. So the evolution of gender roles in today's society, um, especially where, you know, things are a little bit more fluid. Um, all the pronouns and, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not very versed on, on, on these things. So I'm just... Who is? <laughs> <laughs> Them change every day. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and and. And power to to everyone <laughs> to, to identify <laughs> however they want to identify. But what do you think is the implication of this evolution on like the family structure um, or on relationships? I mean, I think relationships are always going to be relationships. I mean, the only difference might be that you have more variations of relationships now. Mm -hmm. um, like throughout my teenage years, I never heard anything about polyamory or nothing like that. Right. I mean, it's in my reality, it just wasn't a thing. But my big man, no, and we're hearing about all these things. Uh, so, you, so of course, from my perspective, these things seem kind of new, mm -hmm. um, which supports my argument that the, really the only difference will be that we have more variations of relationship types. Do you think the original family structure is 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 disappearing? I don't think so at all. I mean, we still have quote-unquote straight people. You know, men wanting women, women wanting men and having children. We still have the, tra okay, the traditional but, right, family But the structure. nuclear family, mm -hmm. which is originally defined as the man, a man and a woman mm -hmm. with children. Um, now the nuclear family has several faces, or as you say, variations. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I mean... Listen, I, I, I personally believe that everybody has the right to do and be whatever they yeah, choose yeah, yeah. as totally. long as it doesn't, you know, infringe on my right to do and be whatever I choose. You know what I mean? And so, you know, be whatever kind of person in whatever kind of relationship, in whatever kind of family you want. But I don't think that traditional families are disappearing because all these people who embrace different variations of relationships and family all come from traditional, traditional relationships. relationships okay that's right know. all right how do you feel about telling women happy father's day okay <laughs> i've never even thought about that but since you're throwing it at me like this um it really would seem straight i would i would never think of saying happy father's day to a woman i mean you know it, you get a sentiment though like I think I see where you're coming from. I mean, if, if, yeah. if like she... I've, I've, I've shot though. Like people have told me happy father's day and I'd say, cause no. you're doing it all. Yeah. And I'd say, no, you understand? I appreciate the sentiment, but especially as again, back to always circling back to gender roles. I, even though I do a lot as a parent, I don't believe I could ever substitute mm. the place of and a I applaud man you for that as a and a modern father woman. in children's lives mm -hmm. you know i believe that every parent serves a purpose and i cannot 
fulfill everything that a father would right. be able to do in a child's life. And I think the, 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 the issue is that um, women who have to raise children by themselves, mm -hmm. big ups, no respect, but that really was never the plan. You're not supposed to really. Right. I mean, if you, when you have to, you do it. That's what I, said. I was saying earlier that, you know, if you have to be all, then be all. But when you don't have to, okay. you know, the truth is, the, the plan is, as you, as you were saying just now, we need each other. You know, the children need us both. You know, and if, it's, if there's a situation where, you know, both are not available for whatever reason, then the one who is kind of has to do it all. All right, here, I'm going to segue here into the diminishing role of the man, um, especially in the family. <laughs> and we're just going to, we're not going to stay on this too long because I think we can safely move on. But before we move on, the, and I think reason why even some women will tout and say, you know, they've been the mother and the father and... It's because of the man himself not showing up or stepping fully into his role in the society and thus creating a gap that women have to fill, especially when it comes down to raising children, right? What do you say about do you see and acknowledge the, the diminishing role of the man in society? Actually, no. Okay. To tell you the truth, no. Um, before I even get into what I really think about that, um, it's easy to say, oh, the role of the man is diminishing. Why? Because when a relationship splits, it's usually the woman that ends up having the children. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we kind of ignore all the variables and all the perhaps causes of this man moving on and disappearing. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's the woman who makes it difficult for the man to have a relationship with his children. But we only look at the fact that he's gone and call him worthless. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just trying to put some know, balance on the, on the perspective. I think the amount of times mm -hmm. that that is the case isn't... It, it, it isn't Careful as... now, because neither of us have done that <laughs> <No>. research. <So. laughs> that is true. I mean, um, I'm just speaking from observation, you know? Yeah, it yeah, but, what, but the thing like is, what you're observing might not be what really is. What really is. You're and I'm, so I'm right careful of my words. I'm saying might not be. What I've noticed is, you know, my kids were in primary school recently and I showed up at PTA meetings and I was surprised at the number of dads I saw there. Uh -huh. Like, they're, I mean, dads show up. Them show up. Okay, so you don't think the role of the man is diminishing? Not at all. Okay. I think it might appear that way because, you know, in a lot of cases, men are missing from the home. For example, I am missing from the home where my children live mm -hmm. but that's a, a that's a direct result of the marriage falling apart mm -hmm. but i'm not missing from my children's lives mm -hmm. I and, and i am not unique in that regard there are many 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 men in my position who show up for kids all the time all right and we just don't talk a lot about that we, we kind of just focus on the fact that he's why not don't home. you talk a lot about that let's let's talk Me? more about no <laughs> oh okay gotcha men <laughs> right and you can admit that men don't use their voice a lot to advocate for themselves, especially not in the way that women do. Mm. Well, we, we talked about that earlier. We, we, you know, men generally don't express too much what they're feeling because we're taught we have to just deal with it. A man, your name, figure it out, get over it. I've had to 
to contend with people sometimes, especially on my social media, when I represent a cause for women or when I'm directly um, advocating for myself or women in general, and then the comeback is, but men go through this too, but men do that. And I always say, don't piggyback on my Mm-hmm. my advocacy right because i'm using my voice i'm using my agency you men because again from the whole gender rules you understand men are not supposed to and men are not supposed mm-hmm. to men don't express themselves as much as women do so nobody would know that this issue is affecting a cross-section of men or a significant cross-section of men to the point that it needs to be addressed or it needs to be um, dissected and, 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 and rehabilitated. Absolutely. But th- this, I think, is is a problem that causes itself. Okay. <laughs> In that, Explain. So men are not expressive in terms of their feelings really because when we do express our feelings, we get labeled as soft and weak <laughs> and feminine and all kind of madness. So... That being the case, the average man is crazy. Men don't spend too much time feeling anything. We spend all our time, which sometimes happens very quickly. What's the problem? Okay, that's the problem. What's the solution? Uh-huh. A to B. No, no many steps in between. So if, if I express myself and you call me weak, well, I'm not expressing myself anymore. That don't take no thought. That's just, you know, it's a reaction really. Okay. And then we have we're we're behaving like this. Over time it kinda just becomes how we act, how we behave. It it it, it just becomes how we behave. Okay. So in conclusion <laughs> to this topic, you would say that Alright, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But would you say there needs to be greater advocacy from from, from men? I am really glad you asked that question. What I think I think instead of us fighting each other as men and women because this big war going on on social media you now men this and women that and other women and, and Kevin other. Samuels did not make that better I think he actually made it worse oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin I'm a done now go, go, let me go on record and say Kevin Samuels I'm a done oh however, really however he, we need to talk about he, that off the air <laughs> he kind of just excited that whole thing but I think we're, we really need to put more attention on um, you know getting men to be able to express without feeling exposed. Mm-hmm. You know? And All right. Before we come off of the topic, I want to give an example. Mm-hmm. All right. This example of the man and the woman splits up, right? And the woman makes it hard for the man to be a part of the mm-hmm. child's life. Whether that because he probably move on to an ex-woman or him probably not making the contribution that he needs to make. So, what we hear is the man what list or him this and him that. Or him just gone. Right. And, and it's his, his fault, and, his problem, him wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, 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 if enough men said, but she's creating a roadblock, but she's creating a barrier for this to be possible, for me, for me to have a healthy relationship with my children, right? We don't hear that often. And so, as I say, in conclusion, men, please, Talk use up. your voices. Talk up. <laughs> Because the women are talking up, right? And we need to know we need to know what's really going on so that as a community, as 
people together, that we have to coexist symbiotically and all of these things, that we can all thrive as men and women. All right, so equality. Ah, yo, all right, you see, we've had <laughs> many conversations about equality when it comes down to men and women, right? Mm-hmm. And women seeking equality. And you say there's no such thing. All right. Okay. So I do believe that if you do the same job I do, mm-hmm. you should get the same pay I get. Okay. Thank you for that. I don't believe we're equal though. <laughs> okay. I mean, you might have to explain what is equality. Well, I think um, <clears throat> all of these topics kind of inform each other. Because, I mean, the changing roles now a woman have to do a lot more that they have to step in the roles of men women want to be seen as as equals right now i believe i believe it was you that i was talking to about the fact that why can't we make equal decisions (laughs) if we're in a relationship if a man and a woman why does it have to fall on all right say i'm in a relationship where there's no head of the household. Right? We both... Right away, that's one crazy. What keep going? We both contribute. <laughs> yeah. Financially. Um, we both assume the role of parent to the kids, you know? I mean, granted, you might be teaching the child to play football and whatever. And I might be doing homework and whatever. But we're both equally contributing. And when it comes on to decisions, we both have an equal stake in the decision um, I think that's the argument of equality. Um, certainly not from all, but from some. But, but there's nothing ideal about that, though. Mm. I mean, when we disagree, which decision do we make? I say left, you say right. Which decision do we make? And you're saying that it should fall with... It should fall with, with somebody. And, and who is that? Is it that we determine that? We, we okay. determine who it falls on, or is it the man? Okay, I, you see, I don't want to do the broad brush thing, but somebody has to be, there has to be some kind of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. That, well, that's how I look at it. Um, now, in what I would consider to be a perfect situation, I like to think that the book stops with me. However, I am the kind of man who will ask, what do you think? Okay. That is me. Um, but let's get back to... To, to your scenario where, you know, we're equal. What happens when two equal parties disagree? Who makes the decision? We flip a coin. <laughs> we flip a coin. <laughs> if it were that simple, I'd be the guy who steps aside and say, all right, whatever you feel, it's fine. Because at that point, it's neither here nor there to me. But if I think it matters which way we go and we disagree, mm-hmm. who makes the decision? Would you want, would you be okay being the one that it always falls on when we disagree? Oh, no. But I think that we could have equal contribution to the decision. That doesn't answer the question at all. We're still looking at Who going left and going right. That's, those are the decisions. Those are the, the, the options. And we I'm disagree. saying every relationship will have to decide that for themselves. Of course. But it still wouldn't answer. The, the, it still wouldn't mean we're equal. 
if if in your relationship you answer that question I will be bringing money you are bringing money so you can't see I, that's why I love how me get raised you know, because when mommy was bringing in all the money daddy still was the boss and I use the word boss loosely daddy still was the guy who the buck stops with daddy mommy brings in the bacon you know, and she cook it too <laughs> <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? yeah yeah when it moved to a paradigm where daddy was the main breadwinner, nothing changed in terms of who was in charge, who had the last say, mm-hmm. you know. But we don't need to fight about it. Like I said, man. No, we... we don't need to fight about it. But I think women are coming from a place of, and I don't speak for all women, again. Mm. So, please to interact with me in the comment section and give you two cents. Um, women are coming from a place of finally... I mean, they're fighting for their place. And they're fighting for it because... Oh, God. <laughs> no, listen, it's a serious thing. Over the years, they've been, for want of a better word, sidelined. You know, the their agency has been taken away from them. And so, I feel like now women are very passionate about reclaiming or claiming their space. And being very forthright about that, and that that what, what unnerves do you mean by a lot of their space. Though I mean, we all have our space. No, listen. I, I listen. I, I, I want you be. I want you be honest about. Of course, no, and, and because I'm about, about to be very controversial and probably blow up the internet now by saying, <laughs> I think the space women are fighting for is that of men. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Claim, claiming your space, if it was yours, you would never fight for it. No, I'm not saying women have not been oppressed. You all should see my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, listen, I can see their faces, all right? No, listen. <laughs> Hold on, man. I need to get this okay, out. Okay, I am not at all saying that women have not been oppressed. And, you know, wherever that occurred, it really is unfortunate and need to stop. However, when, when you want, when, when you, in a relation, you as a woman in a relationship want to have the final say on everything. You're trying to be a man. I'm so sorry for those who have vexed me. It's just my opinion. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Please don't unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you say about the historical references where, you know, women weren't, especially in the church, women were made to have leadership positions they were even made to have a voice mm-hmm. they were made to sit in the back and, and there are many historical references well i might not be bringing to mind immediately mm-hmm. but that definitely comes to mind and so i know there has been um many instances where women must be seen and not heard hmm. right and i've heard that of children never of women oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah check it check it seen like when we're done heard. When we're done, go type up some things on Google and, 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 and we will... We'll I don't know what you're complaining about though. Do you realize this is your podcast and I'm just a lower <laughs> guest? It's your show, you know, it's woman running things. I mean... <laughs> That's because we're claiming our space. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see? All right. Cool, we're cool. claiming gotcha, our space. Gotcha. Right. And even like in politics and all of that, like it's a male-dominated space in a lot of arenas. Mm-hmm. Traditionally so, yeah. Traditionally mm-hmm. so. And when we circle back to the definition of the gender roles, they say women are more soft and emotional 
and they use it as a justification that women can't hold the leadership positions because we're gonna act on our emotions or be too emotional about it you know there are instances of that but yeah women are claiming their space Maxwell Paradise Oils, Jamaican castor oil blend to stimulate hair growth. It improves circulation to hair follicles, contains vitamins C, B, E, copper, and zinc, which seals in moisture and strengthens hair. Visit Maxwell Paradise Oils on Instagram at official Maxwell underscore Paradise 25. To get more information on this amazing product and all it offers, call 876 291 9662 and get your hair growth journey started. Shipping worldwide. In, in some instances, <laughs> in a lot of instances, we are more qualified. Yeah, but, <coughs> excuse me, you might find a female being a better truck driver than most men uh -huh. but, but generally speaking women are not better truck drivers than men in a general sense okay i get you semantics no not semantics at all i'm just saying you can't build a premise on an exception <laughs> build it on a rule if i need a truck driver i'm expecting to see a man oh, all right wouldn't you this is agree not, mm -hmm. that a woman has to try twice or three times as hard to climb the corporate ladder than a man. What you're asking me, what I'm hearing is, would women have, you know what, let me flip it. <laughs> would women have to try twice as hard to excel in a male-dominated arena? Of course. And the same is true if you flip it around. I don't, what, I don't know that, one I don't know that a male nurse is going to, to excel as fast as a, any female nurse in the area of nursing. No, 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 no. I it's don't not know. the same. It's, it's not the same. Of course it's not the same. Because <laughs> a male nurse will advance because he's a male nurse. Okay. We, you, I mean, we disagree on we that, disagree. but, but it's, it's your show. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, our final topic <laughs> Listen up, when you upload this episode and I say your guest is John Brown from somewhere else, I'll be like, I get it, I understand why. <laughs> no, man. I know we're ending that part of it a little abruptly, but let's mm -hmm. go. Let's let's move on. So, submission is the, one of the biggest talking points now on the internet. Between the extremities of complete submission and those who are repulsed, it is an ongoing debate about women and the issue of submission, especially in heterosexual relationships. Right? You're more of a church person than I am. What did the Bible say again about submission? I don't know. <laughs> women submit to your husbands. James Version. Wives submit to your husbands unto yes. you. Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he's the savior of the body. All right. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, let's get this all so right. let the wives be subject <laughs> unto their own husband. Is it recording? <laughs> yes, when it was stopped. It's not like you found a leg to stand out there. <laughs> Whoa. I think I'm turning women into atheists now. <laughs> I think a lot of people take that way out of context though 
Well, guess what? It says, wives submit to your own husbands. We suggest don't submit to nobody else. Okay. For your husband. Okay. Not not your sister. Well, I mean, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was married once and I found the idea of submission very repulsive. I know someone else who finds it very repulsive. It took... <laughs> <laughs> felt like it took away my ability to choose how, when, and where. And that's why I say a lot of people take that scripture way out of context. Because I don't believe that it means... It certainly doesn't mean you don't have a voice or an opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think that's the problem a lot of women are having with the concept of submission. Right? Is that... It's been taken way out of context in, in the sense that a lot of husbands, especially, or let me just say partners, because not everybody wants to get married. Um, a lot of partners, male partners, are using it as justification mm -hmm. I get you. for getting anything that they want at the expense and the happiness of their partner. Previous. If you're submitted or if you're in a relationship with that kind of man, a man you can't submit to, mm -hmm. I think that lays the responsibility squarely in your lap. Is you choose that man for the way. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, if 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 you're with if you're with the kind of man who will consider you in every decision, the kind of man who thinks of you as important, as smart, as having a voice, I would think you should have no problem submitting to him. That's true. Which brings me to a Facebook post <laughs> that you made. Um, no, I'm not stalking your page. Um, which part today? All right. So you made this post in 2021. It like when I was producing the episode, I remember seeing it. And so I went searching on the page. Coric writes may 22 may 21st 2021 <laughs> brethrens let me drop some wisdom on you you never have to beg force or persuade a woman to submit to you she will submit to your authority strength and wisdom when she sees her king in you a before I continue, that like a comment. That is the flip side of the coin. Where the man's ability to lead comes into question. And I think that is a very important kickoff point for any conversation about submission, especially when it relates to the woman. Because if the man is not a worthy leader, what does she have to submit to? If the man is not a worthy leader, why are you with him in the first place? Is it I mean, that it you, happens, Is Corey. it that you it, want it, to lead? It happens. Listen, if you're going it to happens. choose... It happens. If but, you're going to choose a partner that you, as a woman, cannot submit to, it kind of make it look like you want somebody who you can run things with. Mm, okay. You're choosing somebody you, you can't submit to. It's exactly. probably because you want to be the man. <laughs> Or But yeah, you continue to say, and no, it doesn't matter what her personality type is. She's a woman and she will show her king respect if she sees him. I reiterate this post enough because it's true. It is it is very true. My brothers, you are all kings. No make nobody tell you different. But you may or may not be her king. Oh glory. It's a whole sermon, I tell you. 
If you are, you won't have any respect issues. Why? Because a woman who recognizes her king will involuntarily lift him up, praise him, respect, and serve him. Big up for that. I'll give thanks. Yeah. It comes um, with a problem, though, you know. There are many women out there, many women out there who will use that last bit because she hard-headed to justify her not submitting. If you're just not going to submit, you're just not going to submit. I got you. And just just like you, I know I I know one woman who is pretty much repulsed by the, the, the word itself. She don't want to hear nothing about submissive, but she's just as submissive as she needs to be. So she can hit it as she wants. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think we've post. agreed on too much for, for, for this podcast to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that Facebook post kind of sends it home because when it comes down to submission, I think if the man, I think the man sets the tone for that. Mm. The mm. leader, which is the man, or really? most times. in the <laughs> Really? <laughs> I think he sets the tone for the level of submission that he receives in a relationship. So in ending, in conclusion, it is my belief that submission should be a choice. An enthusiastic response. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't beat my woman into submission. That's not submission <laughs> at all. That's no, it something isn't. else. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure being the first guest on this bossy podcast. Hey! Right. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Meets the scorpion. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kurik. Yeah, Kurik. My pleasure. Jesus. I've spent so many years calling you Kurik. No me I forgot unlearn. No, don't. Hey, I know me I tell you for unlearn. I And there's no judgment, you don't have to be scared at all. If your world comes crashing down, one thing will remain true. That I will always be here watching over you. You are a champion, you are a king. And all the power of the universe dwells within you You must have confidence Cause you're made to win And if ever you can't hear my voice Just listen inward A big thank you to Corik for joining me on this week's episode And for being my first guest on this podcast it is always a pleasure chatting it up. Please go over to his Instagram at Coric Music, that's K-O-R-I-Q Music, and check him out. In fact, the song that's playing in the background is his original song, I'll Be There, a beautifully penned song. You guys should check that out on YouTube as well. So my takeaway this week is more of a reflection is that in all the discourse that is happening surrounding the issues that affect us as men and women as subgroups that we not forget that we need each other that we're not talking pa talking past each other you know that we're we remember that we are all individuals and we all have a unique design now this excerpt that i'm going to read comes from my book diary of the scorpion lover in the chapter titled open and it goes my marriage also taught me a lot about men most of which 
I hope we as communities and society stop accepting to be true and in turn raise our boys in more affirming ways to become more responsible physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. We are taught too much about gender and gender roles instead of learning about individuals. It takes less effort to clump people in categories, study behavioral patterns and tell people how gender related they should act than to get to know each other as unique and varied. Marriage suffers from these prescriptions. We start preempting each other with gender expectations without taking the time to find what works for our relationship dynamic as narrated by our individuality. I went in with my expectations. He went in with his. Neither of us tuned into the other's needs and idea of what we wanted marriage to provide for us. So let us learn to learn each other and love each other far beyond what makes us a man and a woman. Thanks to all my listeners and subscribers for joining me on this episode of Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. It is my hope always that you feel seen, heard, and validated wherever you are on your journey. Please share this podcast and help this community to grow. Leave your comments, rate, and review wherever you listen to it. Check the description box for all social media handles. Follow, like, share, and remember to get my book, Diary of the Scorpion Lover, on Amazon and Kindle. I am Stephanie Hava, thanking you, and I hope to share this space with you again on another episode of Diary of the Scorpion Lover, the podcast. Big love.